0: Hello, it's Jack Tutor here from Attention Magazine. Welcome to Crucial Listening, the podcast where I speak with musicians and sound artists about three albums that are important to them. My guest this time is Hattis Noit, a Japanese vocal performer from Hokkaido, now residing in London. Her new album, Aura, is out now on Erased Tapes. Save for one Sound It's entirely comprised of a voice This chameleonic presence Which produces low rhythms Soaring fireworks Noises resembling birdsong or other animals Expressing seemingly multiple emotions simultaneously Melodically, it's a very forthright record Like the melodies get stuck in my head Those looped melodies that gather up and accumulate weight as they go but because Hattis doesn't use language just uses pure sounds pure phonemes there's no one way to go I feel that this album generates different emotions within me depending on where I'm listening to it and the environment that it's interacting with it's really cool and an an amazing headphone listen we talk a bit about the mixing of this record but it's quite astonishing, so definitely listen to it on headphones. I'll include all the links in the show notes, as always. And this was really quite a special conversation with Hattis. I mean, the stories that she brought, particularly the one with regards to the last record, are pretty astonishing. So huge thanks to Hattis for for uh, pouring her energy into this. If you want to support Crucial Listening, one way you can do that is through coffee, ko-fi.com forward slash crucial listening you can donate one-off or monthly any amount you choose to support the costs involved in hosting the podcast and the energy spent making it otherwise thank you as always for listening and sharing your feedback on the show okay without further delay this is hattis noit on crucial listening Hello, Hattis. Welcome to Crucial Listening.
1: Hello. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. So we're going to talk about your three important records. Before we get to those, I want to talk about your latest album, Aura, on Erased Tapes. So one thing that poked out to me when I was reading about the record was that, and you'll have to confirm whether this is true, that you recorded the vocals in a single, like, eight-hour... Stretch, is that correct?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, it was the hottest, hottest day of the summer in Berlin that year. Oh I believe it was 2019, just before the COVID happened, hmm. the last summer before it. At that time, like our dear friend, um, mixing engineer Francesco. Was quite busy <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> during the summer, and we are quite, quite, dispo- quite spontaneous uh, to ask him to record that uh, whole album. So obviously he was quite occupied by the other project, mm-hmm. but <laughs> he was kind enough to uh, to offer us a kitchen of the studio (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) whilst doing uh, him doing uh, the other bigger uh, project he offers us a space in the kitchen and um, yeah we recorded the whole of most of the vocal takes uh, of the album within uh, eight hours in a day
0: (laughs) wow that's amazing um yeah,
1: that's a true story.
0: <laughs> so does that align with how you like to work? Are you someone who tends to record quickly? Or was there like a time pressure? Or, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, actually it worked uh, quite well to me because uh, the whole concept of this album uh, was more like... Hmm, recreate my actual live performance. Mm. So for that live live performance, like we can't really redo it or (laughs) re-record it, re-take it, right? So like keeping everything so short and likewise we are very, very focused on the performance was actually like very much helpful for us to yeah, retain the retain the vibe and focus for whole recording.
0: So th- three of the songs on the record were written after you moved to London. Is that right?
1: I think a uh, couple of songs are quite old. Aura and the last song, to- Tok. and In Inori is. Actually, after I moved to london but um angelus novus was also old mm. so actually yeah three of those three of those songs from the album was uh, uh was made before I moved to london
0: and how easy do you find it to generate a record where the origins of the songs are in you know your kind of life before London and then your life in London. Is it easy to bring that all together into a, a, a coherent record for you?
1: Uh to me to me I don't really feel any struggle mm-hmm. to put them together. But like yeah, it's an interesting question. Actually, um of, um, of course naturally older song has more I don't know, not attachment, but like well emotionally connected.
2: Mm.
1: you see what I mean? Like to me, like I can connect to those older songs um, more, I guess. because mm-hmm. um to, to me, uh, doing live performance, those songs are very important to find the connection to the song, each songs. So of course, newer songs still like new to me. Mm-hmm. To perform, so in in that sense, yeah, all the song has more connection for me. But um, yeah, like to put them all together, I didn't feel any struggle. Yeah,
0: um, you've mentioned as well about working with a particular mixing engineer. I know that there was listening to the record. It's evident that mixing is a, a huge part of putting this <laughs> record together. I mean. <laughs> I think Mm -hmm. what I found particularly wonderful is Mm. being that it's, you know, 99% your voice. Everything sounds so full. Like from that one sound source, the the entire space is totally filled up. And there's these lovely (laughs) uses of mixing and panning. I'm thinking of one at the moment where you've got your voice kind of traveling from left to right and right to left and crossing (laughs) over. It's like, you know, it's like planes or or it's beautiful. Mm So um, Mm. how... Did you find the the mixing process? Who was involved in that? And um, yeah, what was the mixing process like for you? Uh,
1: actually, it's a, such an important question for the uh, the process of making of this album uh, because um, yeah, like as I said, I recorded this whole album in Berlin with Francesco Donadello mm-hmm. uh, from Italy, based in Berlin. But like after the recording, I mean, o- o- we know um, the COVID happened, and like we couldn't, we couldn't go back to Berlin anymore. And like first we tried to do it remotely, but like instantly we we could tell this is this is not working. You mm. know, like doing mixing a process uh, remotely is so tough right. for us <laughs> and yeah we at some point we decided to find um new mixing engineer in here in London our local and yeah very fortunately just like in our neighborhood, we found the great another great uh, mixing engineer called Marta Saloni. Mm. And actually, her studio is just uh, ten, 10 minutes uh, from a place by walk. <laughs> right, oh, perfect. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was amazing. And yeah, we started working together after the pandemic happened.
0: Obviously, it's going to be... I guess a real change of pace, right? Going from recording them in a in a sure, manner which reflects sure. your live environment, and then going into mixing. I mean, how long did yeah. you spend mixing the record, and how easy was it to stop mixing the record?
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, the mixing phase is the longest um, process, longest phase of this making album. Uh, I don't know, like almost three years we took two or three years yeah Mm. (laughs) at some point i was i was really about to give up (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i mean you know it's multiple reasons um yeah very tough to mix and also you know i was quite depressed by the the whole lockdown situation and then at some point i had I had no energy to think about album or any production.
0: Mm, yeah. So,
1: yeah, yeah, I think that's the, I think biggest reason was that.
0: Mm. Well, I'm glad you stuck with it. The record is really <laughs> amazing. Um, oh, thank you. People should definitely check it out. I will pop links in the show notes. I've had some really special listening experiences with this for myself. So, uh, yeah, I implore people to, to dive in. So, Hattis, let's go to your three important records now. A question i like to ask before going into any of the records individually is about how you thought about the word important. So did you interpret the word important in a particular way in order to come up with the selection of records that you did?
1: Uh, Yeah, this time, um, like, usually I think maybe important is more like important to build up my own music or like you know biggest influence or anything like that. Mm. But I found it it's a bit boring.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> so
1: so this time particularly I pick up the three albums the in, by the importance of the connection to my personal life or my uh, a certain memory of you know deeply connected to a certain memory or because of that I listened to their album again 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 in my album you know <laughs> in a certain time yeah,
0: yeah. nice <laughs> so which one do you want to talk about first?
1: Uh, yeah okay then maybe Mary This Monk's first.
0: awesome great so you picked the record Mercy from mm-hmm. 2002 i believe uh, mm. maybe give me a little introduction then as to why this one is important to you
1: okay um when i was in uni a friend of mine just gave me this album saying like you you might love this you know <laughs> and at the time i was i was a vocalist in a musical band doing uh, some sort of like the music between like black metal and uh, post rock oh, cool. <laughs> some, wow. some sort of like like a mixture of those <laughs> and then I, I, wow. I, I was a vocal like doing some operatic singing
2: <laughs> wow.
1: in it and yeah obviously it's not like a conventional pop music, and so probably the person thought I might like this, and I really loved that.
2: Mm. But
1: uh, to be honest, if, when the first time or like when I when I listened to it, I was quite shocked, and I wasn't even sure if this is music even. Because it was so experimental to me is in time especially in terms of the style of singing, so at some point it sounds really beautiful, but at some point it sounds almost i don't know ugly or yeah like sounds quite off or its it's definitely something very different from what i had listened. And then, so yeah, it was a big shock. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, when did? How long did it take for that to to change? So, I guess at some point the shock kind of migrated into enjoying the record. Yeah. So, how long did that take?
1: Yeah, um, it was really like gradually and really slowly it dawned on to me, but. Mm, it was more like I wasn't sure but I want to listen to it again sort of (laughs) like that feeling you see what I mean because I don't understand this so that I feel like needing (laughs) listen to it more kind of thing
2: (laughs) yeah yeah.
1: it it, it was not just pleasant listening but Mm. definitely there was something (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah uh, that to me is fascinating because it's almost <laughs> like there's a subconscious part of you which is ahead of yourself yeah, definitely <laughs> why Why else would you sign yourself up for something that you've already determined is unpleasant it's so interesting
1: yeah in a way <laughs> it's way more interesting than some i don't know any perfect singing you know mm. perfect perfectly polished operatic singing or perfectly polished um, classical singing or choir you know it it sounded so much more interesting than that
0: yeah what's your relationship with the record looked like since so you discovered it were shocked by it and then kind of aligned with it found you know that you enjoyed it um Mm. i guess this record is in this list because it Pokes out in terms of the other records that you've discovered, so what is it about mercy that has allowed it to stick with you, so that even you know so many years after your university experience that it's one that now you'd call important
1: mm. I think um yeah, in my life so far i've I've listened to this album so many times, and every time I listen to it, I still feel. Kind of goes from the the beauty of it
2: mm.
1: you know, and that that sensation when I listen to something i i I think one of the things I want to create by my by my music too something very hard to um explain by words, but mm. we definitely feel something by that and through the sound of voice we see some sort of i don't know sensation memory or anything like that i think it's so important uh, to to me when i make music my music got some sort of the energy or power with it
0: you're refer to i guess something that kind of defies easy articulation in language right and such a a prominent aspect of this record by meredith monk is the absence of lyricism right it's all
1: mm, yeah
0: just kind of raw phonetics which is mm. amazing i mean was that an aspect of the record that you uh, connected with originally or did that take some time as well to kind of reconcile yourself with because I think it's funny I've you know having listened to pop music since I was little and you know had this voice you know had people say this thing to me a lot you know like I need to hear what they're trying to say or or, you know what is that person (laughs) singing about or you know it's a big part particularly of Mm. you know British or Western pop music it's like yeah but what are they actually saying so I mean was Mm. that yeah was that an aspect of it of of Meredith Monk's work that you're able to get on board with straight away, or did that take some time to um
1: i actually um in terms of what in in the music i i don't i I don't think I originally care about was in music so much because most of the time when we listen to the music from abroad. Mm. When we are in Japan, we don't really understand they're, what they are singing, actually.
0: Right? Yeah, of course. But
1: still, but still, we feel something, right?
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah. in
1: that sense, in that sense, it was actually the way I am used to when I listen to music. Mm. But at the same time, the in terms of melodies, work it was more way. To me, it sounded way more pure to hear the energy of the voice, and and then I kind of realize, like, how far we can be free when we use voice. (laughs) Right. You know, like before that, I I kind of like try to sing nicely or try to sing, like. Bet well or try to sing like as um, as precise as possible or something like that you know like, yeah. more like focusing on f- was focusing on technique of course like Meredith is such a technical singer as well but like it's clearly something more than that as well so yeah mm. singing isn't just about technique or singing just about Having it just sounded beautiful or something like that. Yeah, that's what I learned from her, I think.
0: Some of the overtones and stuff that you get with particular vowel sounds and stuff, they sound so deliberate in Meredith's record, in your record too. And suddenly there's a moment where I think you're like, lyrics are. Preposterous. Like they're ridiculous because they become this really confining element within vocal timbre in order to, you know, lay a particular narrative over the, the, the music. Suddenly, I think, especially when listening to a record like this, lyrics suddenly feel very <laughs> constrictive, right? But um with your music, I mean, if you was was it always the case that you were going to not use words within your music or was that ever a question for you
1: uh to me um, i think it's such a it it was such a natural thing decide not to use word for this project Mm. because i don't think i'm i'm a person who is good at using word or language or um, i personally find myself it's not very good at words. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
2: so, like,
1: always I, I found so much more energy within my body, but mm. it's very hard to translate into words. So why don't we just decide not to use words? Like, especially music would help to express that feeling uh, uh, without using words. So even though I use voice, normally comes with what but is not necessarily to be with words
2: always
0: And with mercy I'll just remark on one moment that really stuck out for me but I wanna get yours too but there's a point in the piece titled Doctor Patient where the vocalist hits this high tone which mm. The note is so interesting. I, it sounds <laughs> wrong when they first do it, and then they keep doing I it. <laughs> I, tra- I guess you know what I'm talking about. But it's, it alarmed me the first time I heard it, and then it alarmed me again when I heard it. It's so. It's I. Uh, I like. It's an astounding decision to make to do that. Yeah, yeah. Are there Are there specific moments or sections of this work which really stand out to you?
1: I mean. I mean like from the beginning it was quite like striking to me when the first time I listened to it. Like starting with really, really beautiful vocal but Mm. like within a minute like goes really crazy. And I can't (laughs) almost believe it's the same person singing. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but what you know it was completely like different from what i expected for this album you know when when i started listening to it so like everything was almost like what <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, should wow. i keep
1: listening to it or like i i kind of hesitated to listen to the album when my mama was in, in the same room you see <laughs> what I mean <laughs> probably my mom thinks <laughs> I went crazy or <laughs> I don't know
0: yeah 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 <laughs> I think everyone who got into experimental music in their like teens and 20s <laughs> had that same like I'm gonna close the door now and finish this
2: yeah <laughs> <sighs>
0: let's go to your second important record now so which one would you like to go for now uh
1: the one by yasukatsu Oshima.
0: nice so that's the record with jeffrey keezer right released in 2007 great so Mm
2: -hmm.
0: yeah give me a little introduction as to why this one's important to you
1: yeah um yeah this is uh one of the album i've Listen to it again, 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 so many times in my life since I listened to this album for the first time. It was um, when I was uh, still in Tokyo and then at that time becoming a professional musician was like almost, you know, so realistic and impossible. I didn't even believe um, when I can be, you know, mm. in the future. Yeah, I was working in some a company and then I really, really hated it. <laughs> like <laughs> going to going to the office, um, I was completely like a weird person in the office and totally <laughs> <laughs> totally not motivated to work. But at the same time I felt so guilty to not to be motivated with my colleague because all of my colleague um, seemed quite happy being in the office. It was a design company. I was working there as a designer. And it wasn't such a horrible company, but I just mm, find it quite distracting for me mm. to make music. In fact, when I... When I was there during that time I couldn't make any music at all. Oh wow. Just yeah, just oh, hacking was so hard and that took me up so much time for it and energy as well. Mm. But um yeah this this music is from Okinawa o and, and Amami Islands as well. It's a southern uh southernmost islands in Japan. And it's got such a beautiful relaxing late vag vibe and sometimes quite sounds quite melancholic. And every time I listen to it really, really uh is my tension and especially in the summer. Like when I listen to it in the summer I can totally imagine as if Um, I'm in the island with (laughs) tropical climates and, you know, so relaxing and I get surrounded by nature. So every time I listen to it, I feel so relaxed and, you know, kind of very calm and happy. And, yeah, almost every summer I listen to this album again and remember, yeah, I've been also to okinawa and amami so that reminds me of the memory as well and it's such yeah such a nice experience through music
0: with that experience in the office in tokyo did you discover this record while you were working at that company or um how did it come into your life
1: yeah when i was there like some some person just recommended me this album and i found it really nice and in the office or when I commute by, like, such over subway <laughs> to the office. <laughs> yeah. But, but like, even even there, even in there, like, when I listen to it, like, I feel a bit better with this music.
0: It's an interesting pairing, right? So, mm. uh, Oshima is with uh, Jeffrey Keezer, who was in Mm -hmm. Art Blakey's Jazz Messengers in the (laughs) later years of that band and Mm -hmm. playing the piano on this. Uh, On paper, it sounds, I don't know. (laughs) You know, it's not a guarantee that it would necessarily Mm -hmm. work, but it's so beautifully done. I mean, is the pairing, the duet uh, aspects of this part of the record that appeals to you? two
1: yeah and uh, i mean i also like um uh yasukatsu oshima's solo pieces hmm. like when when he plays those islands folks as well mm-hmm. i really like it as well but i mean this duet like surprisingly working really really well yeah don't you think
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah yeah totally uh, wasn't
1: it amazing it's uh, yeah as you said it's i think it's quite rare but, yeah. like, with no, I don't know, like, it, it sounds so natural for them mm. to be together musically.
2: Mm-hmm. And then yeah. that
1: gives me some sort of new aspect to the folk songs, you know. right? Yeah. Sometimes folk songs are quite hard to be, like, rearranged with, in the context of modern music like sometimes it goes too far or sometimes yeah. like we can clearly tell the <laughs> some modern composition like m- modern composer struggle with it or something yes, like that absolutely. you know it doesn't really doesn't really work together <laughs> but like this case it sounds so natural and mm-hmm. so beautiful like it's just perfect yeah that's also the point i like about this album
0: i was reading about um Yasukatsu Oshima I understand that the sanshin he uses Mm. was made by his grandfather and Mm. so I guess there's like a real deep rooted family connection maybe to the instruments of perhaps the music and then but then I guess being a a, uh, unusually young person to be playing these kind of traditional Okinawan folk music perhaps Mm. he feels able to kind of be on the brink of both of those worlds quite comfortably between you know, the old folk tradition and the modernising energies within it too, which is really cool. Mm,
2: I
1: agree.
0: How old were you when you discovered this record?
1: Ah, uh, almost uh, 23 or something mm. when I was in Tokyo. A very early time, so I re- re- I we I moved to Tokyo from Osaka and then I yeah, I remember I really, really struggled with the new life in Tokyo. Like, mm. I have no, almost no friend and then, like, new job and new company and then everything is new. I really struggled with that. Mm. So that, like, yeah, like, this music really helped me somehow.
0: And my final question on it is, do you have a favourite song on the record?
1: Oh, um... Most of the song from this album is actual uh, folk songs from mm-hmm. Okinawa or Amami, but the first song is called Ryusei, is uh, his original piece, mm. but using like um, Okinawan or Amami way of like scale and uh, playing in Sanshin. Now I find so beautiful and. Not just playing old uh, classic songs of folks, but also he mm, somehow, like, uh, trying to do a new thing in the folk context. I think it's such a brave thing. And then, to me, it sounded completely like working together well and integrated with those other songs from actual, actually the, like old traditional folk
2: songs. (laughs)
0: patis let's go to your final important record so
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah if you could tell me the name of it first
1: uh it's a Tabarasa by apple pair
0: nice and if you wouldn't mind as well, just give me a little introduction as to why this one's important to you too. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, if I um, pick up just only one album as the important album, this will be the one.
2: Oh, cool. Like wow. in ter-
1: yeah, in terms of the connection, emotional connection to to it. Mm. Um, this album particularly very much to me um, connected to the memory my personal memory when I uh, went back to my birthplace, place uh, Shiretoko, Hokkaido uh, for the first time since I left there Uh, I was early 20s and then Uh, I left there when I was five or six years old. Mm. So like almost like 15 or like 20 years since then. And yeah, during that trip, like whole trip, I was listening to this album again, again, again. It was uh, just after New Year's Day. And uh, in my birthplace in there was a, like, quite heavy snow. Mm. And everything seems white and really quiet. Especially, mm. it was so dark because, like, whole day it was snowing.
2: Uh, Like,
1: crowded and snowing. So, like, even when... It's daytime. It was quite dark, and almost no one is out there. And yeah, I was walking in the town a little bit, but I was alone. And but but I don't really enjoy it because it feels very sad. You know, <laughs> no yeah. one is there. It's just snowing. It's so cold and <laughs> it's so gray and dark and. It it wasn't very pleasant walk, but it was so beautiful. I mean, the reason the reason why I had a trip uh, to go back to my birthplace was uh, 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 the death of my father, and I actually in my life I couldn't see him after after I left this birthplace. So since 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 when I was six or five years old, I couldn't see him until he died.
2: Mm.
1: And, yeah, when he died, I got um, some, you know, message from the council person and and then I visited him to say goodbye, you know. Mm. And, yeah, I, I felt... Extremely sad, and I kind of regretted uh that I didn't visit him again like it was because my parents divorced um and in in Japan we us we normally don't do like a, uh, parents got the equal rights to look after kids right, More like yeah. only only one from the parents got the right to look at a kid right. and the other one uh have almost no rights to see their kids again right.
2: since divorce
1: yeah so my case was my case i i was looked i was raised by my mom and i couldn't see my father since then so um yeah, I regretted that I didn't uh, visit him, and or or like, yeah, so many like complex feeling I had. So that I kind of felt like I have to visit my boss place again after after his funeral. So I took extra uh, days off with the company where I worked. And, yeah, I had a trip to visit my past place alone. So it was an extremely sad tro- trip. Yeah. And so, yeah, so lonely. And then lots of, I don't know, like so much strong emotion. I had lots of crying. But at the same time, I saw so many beautiful uh, things in that Mm -hmm. trip, like almost like a miracle. Like I could just by chance uh, meet someone who knows my father during the trip and then just spontaneously, like they taught me how my father was, what my father was like. I didn't expect that at all. Oh, wow. I know it was such a beautiful trip, and it was like, yeah, revisiting my own origin, the mm. half of my origin, of course, I know my mother very well, but i like until until that time, I felt almost always like half of myself is empty, I have no information about it, or something like that, you know,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: So that trip was, for me, totally like a refinding myself and refinding my own origin, the half of it. Mm. And like, it's also the first time to visit my past place since then, since yeah. the divorce. So yeah, then during the time the whole time I was listening to this album I and mean, it perfectly fit <laughs> with the scenery of Hokkaido, especially in winter. So yeah, like it sounds very serious and very minimal. I totally like I don't know, synchronizing with the rhythm of snow mm. and wind and yeah, just scenery has almost no sound, just wind but the music perfectly fit with that so yeah, every time I, I don't, yeah, so basically this album mm, uh touch to such a heavy uh memory personal memory of mine and heavy emotion on myself as well so i don't really listen to it so often
0: right of course after yeah.
1: that after that but yeah somehow it's so important to me and uh for this interview i actually yeah but, uh, how long have I didn't listen to it maybe <laughs> for the first time like for ten years or something.
0: Oh my Very, word really? Yeah. wow, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. This just i come just I came up with this album, yeah, it's definitely so important to me, and then I listened to it again, and then it was almost like a flashback,
2: it wow. was, but beautiful,
1: beautiful one. Yeah, immediately I could connect to the memory, and you know the cold of the air, like you know the touch of the air, like the humid, and uh, yeah, like the sound of the scenery and the color of the yeah and the snow and nature and ocean and town and like really, <laughs> really empty town, yeah. It was such a beautiful experience, so I have to say thank you (laughs) for reminding me of (laughs) this album. It's just amazing
0: album. What an incredible story, Hattis. I mean, (laughs) was this album important to you before you took that trip back to your birthplace?
1: No, 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 no. Mm. It's just one of my favorite albums, I would say. Of course, it's such a great album, but... It doesn't obviously have uh, such important meaning to me, mm. but I somehow decided uh, this as a soundtrack for the for the trip, and then it sounded almost like meant to be, and it just perfectly fit. Mm. And since then, this album has become such an important album for my life.
0: Because it's been so long since you last listened to it I'm curious as to I'm curious about how much of the record you could remember Before you listened to it recently Like was there anything When you listened to it the other day Was there anything about the record that surprised you Or was it just as you remember Or what was that like?
1: It was more like I remember this You
2: know (laughs)
1: And then that memory of the sound it, it totally comes with the memory of the trip, this mm-hmm. like visual memory and then like audible mem- audio memory and then like the the senses of my body's memory as well. Like, I remember this, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like a trip or meditation or something like that. I can yeah. I- instantly travel to that time.
0: Is there a section on this record that is your favourite? Any parts that really stick out for you?
1: Ah, uh, Very hard to uh, <laughs> point out. The certain point... So so basically I listen to it like again, again, repeat, repeat, repeat the whole album mm. during the trip. So it's more like seamless. I don't really recognize like the piece to like, like individually that those individual pieces more like the whole sequence mm. and repeat from the end to the beginning. so more like you know almost like drone (laughs) (laughs) see what i mean you see what i mean they they, they seamlessly connected like even even the the end of the album to the beginning of the album you know like that long 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 uh yeah time of the sound just yeah connected to you like a whole almost a one week of trip
0: Wow, that's so (laughs) cool something like that (laughs) what i love is so it sounds like the record is almost like a circle for Mm. you and then it's also made this loop in time for you too that's Mm. incredibly lovely (laughs) Um, yeah
1: because this album sometimes goes really, really and qu- minimal and quiet. Mm. And then sometimes it goes really intense, right? Mm. That also, like, really, really in sync with uh, the snow and wind. You know, like, quite, when the snow, yeah, the snow went sometimes quite stormy. Right. And then at, at some point, like, it goes really quiet. All of a sudden, psh- So like in that sense as well, like it it totally in sync with the scenery, especially with nature.
0: thank you so much for going through these three records and for talking oh, a bit thank about
1: you too. your for own listening. record, this
0: has been wonderful um, I will like I say, direct people once more to listen to Aura it's Wicked I listened to it on the beach looking up at the sky and Aww. it was super special so yes people check it out please and um, yeah, thank you once more
1: Thanks very much for having me. <laughs>
0: and to Thank everyone you. listening, I'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye
1: bye.